so yeah, we're kicking off uh, this week with a band called No One Knows What The Dead Think. And uh, yeah, I think that's kind of a great way to start the podcast. We always try and start with something fast these days. I think that kind of works. Um, and in this case, it's uh, Discordant Axis members making this uh, sort of amazing sort of grindcore. And there's about a minute and a half there. And I think they pack in quite a lot of stuff. Um, so yeah, it's the Nine Hertz new release podcast. And I'm here with Pete, as usual. Hello, Pete. Hello, good evening. And Pete's in his kitchen apparently tonight, so that's uh, I am. different acoustics maybe, so if you notice then please let us know, do write in. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we've got nine new releases, um, as usual, so um, there's loads to sort of listen to there, but I think that's that's a really interesting little thing. I, I spotted this yesterday, and um, yeah, I think there's a lot of hype building about this, because it's the ex-guitarist, uh, I think, from Discordance Axis and the singer, John Chang, who's, um, I'm not sure if he's actually done anything since um, Discordance Axis, so this is almost like, I think they're trying to sort of say, well, this this is like, almost like a continuation of that sound, and I, th- I think they've hit the nail on the head, really. So, um, I don't know what you made of this, Pete, because it's... Um, I think it's a bit of short notice uh, for you to listen to this one. But. It is. I think we're going to have that whole podcast, aren't we? We're both submitting our songs to each other really late. But... Busy, busy, dynamic people. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, not disorganised. Yes. But <laughs> it's interesting what you're saying. Like, there's a lot going on there um, for, what, like 88 seconds. Yeah. It was It's like I'd listened to um, a five-minute track. Uh, really good. Really... Uh, you know, invigorating grindcore, which is what it should be, um, and interesting and different and kind of layered, and um, and that's what makes it feel like that. Feel like it's got a lot going on, even though it, it's over before you know it. Absolutely, and I think that's kind of. Um, I mean, I played Narcosis last week, and I think it's got the spirit of that. And Discordance Axis were definitely. A, um, an influential band on a lot of UK grind bands and you know you probably wouldn't have things like Obscene Ups Extreme uh, without bands like Discordance Axis um, I do I do remember um, like all the little splits that Discordance Axis did were like with bands that sounded like a little bit primitive and I think they were uh, very much sort of ahead of their time I mean they've got um, I can't remember what the uh, release is called but it's kind of like a really long um, sort of extended album it's got like hundred well not hundreds but like dozens and dozens of tracks on it. i think it's called the inalienable dreamless and it's in a dvd case and it's almost like science fiction grind without being nerdy so right i think they, they were pioneers way ahead of their time and i think they've had a lot of you probably wouldn't have all this precision kind of grind stuff without them so very yeah. very sort of um influential and not many people know them outside of like diehard grind fans or you know kind of music fans so yeah if you've never heard them then yeah check them out they've got loads of um, probably hard to find splits now um but it's probably all all on youtube and Bandcamp and stuff so yeah check them out i think that's quite interesting um yeah so we've got quite quite a few um interesting well i'm, I'm not going to say interesting anymore but like some really um really quite amazing songs tonight like um so we've picked a song next called um, Sunken Cities, I think it's called, uh, by a band called Pale Grey Law. And this is one of your finds, isn't it, Pete? I really like this one. Yeah, I, I, I found this maybe two nights ago and love it. It's, it's, um, <laughs> it, it's on Smallstone, which is why it came up in, yeah. you know, into my kind of sphere. 
uh, small, you know, it's, it's such a great label. But, uh, you know, the, the, the album's out for a few months, a couple of months at least. So, you know, to just pre-release this, this track and it, it's really good, really kind of reminds me of Irata, who we played a few weeks ago, um, yeah. who remind me of Torch and Floor and... You know, but from the stoner end, where you've got that kind of progressive stoner sound, and uh, you know, it's it's not cliched stoner, but it's it's really cool and really really uh, interesting music. Yeah, I mean, I weirdly I get a little a little bit of power metal kind of vibe from it as well. It's got that kind of like <laughs> fantastical stuff. Yeah, yeah, a little little bit towards the end, it goes a little bit cheesy, and I quite like that. Right. I don't know if you got that at all. No, but then uh, maybe maybe I haven't been listening enough. Yeah, maybe you haven't listened to enough power metal. You know, it's not enough. Well, of, that, um, well, this, yeah. Yeah, it's not is enough. Is there such a thing as enough power? <laughs> um, you know, I, I have only listened to it a few times, but instantly liked it. And you know, right, yeah. that's going on my list for today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's small stone. It's you know, I, you know, like I like to talk about labels if we can on on this podcast because. Um, you know they're the ones putting their money and their their efforts into this type of thing. Um, and if you think about Small Song itself, that they're one of the you know the big what, the big three um, from Stoner Rock. From, they're the anthrax you know, of um, <laughs> yes of Stoner Rock labels. So. Yes, behind the yeah. Metallica of uh, <laughs> of Man's Ruin and you know and so on. Um, you know, like every, you know, just I, I was going to list the bands, but it's not, you know, it's just it's every one of them. There's, you know, uh, Dixie Witch, Five Horse Johnson, Porn, Acid King. Um, it's all there, the history of it. You know, if you got into Stoner Rock uh, mid to late 90s, then you're going to know this label, aren't you? You've got, yeah, yeah. and the fact and they've still got a very 90s logo for their, um... <laughs> yeah, oh no, but that's brilliant, yeah, yeah I love that, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's. If I think of like pure small stone, I think of kind of uh, southern states, you know, kind of uh, skinny stone, yeah. which isn't really fair because they are quite diverse. They do have a fair bit of that, um, you know, and this proves it. They've got, the, you know, like this and the Irata on, which still is my favorite on the year. Yeah. Um, Prove that they, they're not kind of just stuck in a 90s phase or in a retro 70s phase uh this this sounds amazing I, I, you know i don't know i don't know the band this might be a standout and the rest of this shit but it's <laughs> it's that good yeah that it's worthy of playing it now you know like most of the songs we hear which aren't out for a few months is probably wise for us to say fuck it let's uh you know put it on the back burner and let's listen to the whole album and then if this if the whole album's good we'll play it in the podcast well this is one of those songs where I think, fuck it, I need to play this now. Yeah, you've shot early with this one. <laughs> yes. 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 Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at no. all. Yeah. No. We did actually we did the same with the first track tonight, so um that no one knows uh, what the dead think. Um mm. that's not until September, so that one and a half minutes is gonna have to do you for a few months. Um <laughs> Yeah, I mean if I've, I think if we've ever kind of declared Stone Rock dead, I don't know if we ever have. It's certainly not no. now. <laughs> we we haven't. No. No, you we've know, been disappointed we've... with it at points, I'm sure. But like, yes. um, yeah, I, th- I feel like bands like this are kind of making me sit up again and listen. So yeah, it's yeah. good. Isn't it? It's really good. Really, you know, fun and enjoyable. Yeah, it is. I'm excited. It's good. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, we'll play this. It's um, it's called Sunken Cities, and it's off a an album called Eschatology by Pale Grey Law. Mm-hmm. 
that was Pale Grey Law. That was really cool. Um, so yeah, we're going to sort of go a little bit strange. Um, and no one is more strange these days than Iron Bonehead Productions. So they're a label in Germany, but they seem to put out things like internationally. And honestly, um, everything they put out is, is worth a listen. And in particular, this next track uh, by a band called Archaic. Um, frankly, it, it's kind of like a... A little bit in the same vein as, I don't know if anyone will have remembered this, we played a band back in, I think, January or February called uh, Blue Hummingbird of Death, and they came out on the same label. Um, but it, it's got a lot um, of kind of South American or kind of Native American um, sort of aesthetic to it. Um, and it's got that kind of almost like ritualistic kind of sound to it as well. So I've picked um, the the shortest track on this release, um, which I'm not even going to try and um, pronounce because it's it, it it yeah it looks like hieroglyphics to me, but it, yeah it's not really yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't think it's an actual language, um, yeah and and this is this sits between two almost black metal styled tracks, but this is the the one that really caught my attention. It's kind of um, a little bit odd, a little bit like someone performing. Um, a percussive kind of dance or ritual or something. So I, I think it's really exciting, and and the fact that it's out on such a, la- a label that puts out stuff like war metal-y sort of stuff and black metal, I love it. So yeah, this is a real, real weird one for you, Pete. But I'm sure you um, found something to enjoy in it. I did. You know, this is great. This is, you know, if I'm going to listen to black metal or death metal, I want it to be kind of weird and twisting things that's you know that's surely the point not not twisting necessarily but you know just let's push it let's go weird ways it is interesting you pick this track you know this to the the first track 16 minutes the last track 10 minutes this is the middle track of a three minute you know it's six minutes long still yeah and it it doesn't get into the um the black metal of the others and the whole amp it, you know this i've out of all the stuff you sent me it's short notice um this is the one which I listen to all the way through. Um, and I, I found it really, you know, really interesting, really, you know, something you can delve into. Yeah. And, yeah, they're, they're kind of, I, I don't know anything about them. I don't know where they're from because I'm, I'm I'm only kind of looking at them from the labels point of view. And I agree, Iron Bonehead, you know, for there's, there's a lot of kind of black metal labels out there or death metal labels. And, you know, you, you can't, you know, a lot of them just, will put out the next band, you know, the next solo black metal album from anywhere. They seem to really pick up on the the weird and the interesting and therefore the, the unique, which which is a you know is a real compliment for a label. Um so yeah, all for this, really good. Yeah, I I think um Iron Bonehead are probably one of those labels that people probably write off straight away because it looks like it's just a load of black metal again but you you dig into it and it's like okay this is some of the most original stuff i've heard in ages um i mean just the description of this record um talks about uh, exploring europe's bronze age and encompassing the the uh the essence of rights and stuff like that and an indo-european tongue um and yeah, I mean, what other bands are doing that right now? <laughs> you know, I can count on one hand. It's, yeah, it's amazing. So I, I think this is um, sort of something that people will either love or hate. But 
going to play the full six minutes anyway. Uh, I'm not even going to try and pronounce uh, this this song. Um, you can find this at ironboneheadproductions.bandcamp.com and it's um, a band called Archaic.
So we're going from weird to weirder, maybe, with this track. So um, some of you who read the website might have seen us review this band before. So they're called Here Lies Man. And um, yeah, this one's really strange. You, you, you picked this one, Pete, but I think it's just very, very strange, isn't it? It's kind of almost disjointed. They are, although um, this is their third album. And yeah. um, <laughs> I, I did, I'll lead with my criticism of this band, but, and it's purely for my purview. They, they, a lot of the songs sound the same. So it's a very familiar sound when you know Here Lies Man. Yeah. Um, but I think actually that's part of the appeal. That's meant to be part of the appeal, at least. Um, they, my kind of kind of knowledge of this band, which is limited, is that there's a guy who uh, who tours with an Afrobeat band called Antibalas. Right. No idea if that's the way you say them. Um, you know, Afrobeat, and they do, the, you know, they do these great gigs and everything. And what he wanted to do, and what his kind of passion was to do, was create a kind of psych band or a heavy psych band that combined those beats because uh, he felt there was a natural, you know, connection between the repeating rhythms in psychedelia and, or particularly with like, you know, not droning heavy psychedelia, but you know that type of thing and and Afrobeat. And that led to Here Lies Man. Um, and I remember like the first album, which I think was self-titled, was really exciting to that sense. But even within the album, I was like, personally, from my own personal sense, kind of, I loved a couple of tracks and then you know, I, could, I could do without. And then the second album came out and uh, similarly, you know, it, it felt the same. Third album, I have no idea. Now, this is the first, you know, the pre-release of the new album. It just... I don't know. It's just like absence in there on back, and it's it feels great again. It's good music, really. Kind of you know, it has that rhythm and the vibe, and it kind of gets you moving a bit. Yeah, um, it, it's it's strange, isn't it? Because it kind of I can definitely hear that Afrobeat thing under it, but I can also hear a little bit of Captain Beefheart. Like um, Captain Beefheart was well known for like recording Trap Mass Replica, the most famous album by not having the headphones on and just kind of doing the lyrics and vocals like completely away from um, the band and like not listening to the band. Right. This has got a, that spirit is there, that kind of arty spirit is, is kind mm. of like under there somewhere um, as well as that world music influence. And it's, yeah, it's really, really interesting. I'm going to have to listen back to this band because I don't think I'm familiar with them at all. Um, that's what I love about this podcast because we, we sort of bring... Uh, tracks that we don't necessarily know and don't necessarily um, think we'll possibly like Um, Mm. and then yeah you just discover something amazing like this so really really engaging music yeah it you know it's like it it kind of it is it's dancing music it's it's kind of background music it's uh you know it's got color and it gets you but at other points got head you know it gets your head nodding and all that type of thing it just there's something about them where I, I'm happier to have, you know, I feel happier just having them on. And that, that's a good endorsement. Sure, yeah, of course it is. Yeah. That's, a, you know, like you should always embrace happiness in your life. There's something that does that to you. We're getting very um, closing time uh, with this one. But yeah, it's, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's brilliant. So I think we should just play it. It's, um, it's called Clad in Silver. 
and it's um it's off an album that's coming out um i think um very soon august 16th uh, and it's called no ground to walk upon so yeah enjoy this this is uh, here lies man <laughs> Thank you. 
if it's uh, Doom you want from the Nine Hertz podcast, then uh, we've got some for you next. Um, really, really heavy stuff here. So, weirdly, as a coincidence, I was listening to uh, Rift Canyon Dreams by Burning Witch today, and um, I haven't listened to it for years and years. It still stands up. I don't know if have you got that one, Pete? No, but yeah. I know it. I yeah, haven't got yeah. it. Got it. I mean, what does "got it" mean nowadays? Music, yeah. but yes, no, I've got I've it. Got it. <laughs> yeah. I, I've listened I to it on YouTube. I don't have it on CD or vinyl. No. <laughs> well, um, we got given. Um, I don't know how I've I've actually come across this um, CD, but there's there's a there was a copy of it in my car, um, just among a load of other CDs. I was like, I don't even remember buying this or having it. So I don't know if I've given been given it or or what but um yeah it, it still sounds good but I, I feel like the the recording doesn't quite stand up now in terms of the, i mean the vocals are brilliant but they're kind of almost compressed and a little bit kind of i don't know a bit roughly kind of recorded so it's not great but in the spirit of that and uh, they actually list this band as um as a sort of influence as well uh we're playing uh, a song next by a band called night fucker so these seem to have been formed in 2008 by the guy from Moss, um, Dominic from Moss, who um, has done a load of stuff um, in Doom. Uh, and members of um, bands like Goat's Blood um, from Canada. So quite how this band came together, I, I've no idea. Do you, have you, are you any clear on this one, Pete? No. Nope. <laughs> my, no. I think... My interpretation, which might be completely wrong, is that Dominic uh, Fimbrow from Moss is in Canada and there's a, there's, the Nightfucker is a Canadian band. That might be wrong. Now, now you're saying it, it, it you start to make me question my assumptions. But that's my assumption, is that this is a Canadian band and he lives out there and this, this is that band. Possibly. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> it's good anyway, isn't it? It sounds it is. like it's got it a slow-burning thing like Burning yes. Witch and it's got horrible vocals. Yes. Um, and, uh, you know, Blind Monarch reminds me of Yes, them. Yeah. yeah, straight away. Really good. I re- you know, it just quite really liked it. Creepy, In a good way. Crawly, horrible, slow doom. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and we haven't played anything quite as kind of trad like you know late 90s kind of doom for a while so this is kind of very appealing um i mean some some bands you, you feel like they're formed to almost play um like this retro kind of sound but i'm all for it i mean if it kind of encourages people to go back and look into burning witch and bands like that then why not but this sort of stands up on its own as well this is really good mm. i like I, I like the name i like the name in two ways it's just you know, it's just daft, and you know, like this is, you know, it's a metal name. It's but almost so, like they've shrugged and said, "Right, just call it Night." Fucker, exactly, cares. yeah. But but that that and that's great. You that's know, that's very Doom. Yeah. yeah, fuck it, yeah, right, like it. Night fucker. You know, yeah. and, um, it's just you know, it's one thing and a swear word. Yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, to be honest, that the the song titles kind of sum up as well. So it's Temptations, Curse, Worthless Spirit, uh, Death. Death Beset, I think it's called, and then we're going to play a song called Addiction Sentence, which is kind of, I think that's a nod to I Hate God as well, because all their kind of songs are about sort of being hopeless and on drugs and, mm-hmm. you know, just like being sick and kind of that, that mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, the burned out American city, the trope of the American dream being mm-hmm. set on fire and whatever. So, I mean, I, I yeah, love Moss, you know, I do, I do, you know, like Moss, there's a you know, it's not for me personally. There's a time and a place for bands like Mars. Mars uh, were always too heavy for too too 
too heavy tense for me yeah tense okay <laughs> too heavy mike too heavy for mike i okay. know i know um, i think that was probably at the time i think if i revisited now i'd probably just go oh yeah it's all right but yeah. um, at the time no, i just I, felt yeah. felt like it was oppressive no but it's, it's when I, I, that blows my mind that you think that bearing in mind like the music you listen to throughout oh, yeah, yeah. since I know you but I, I saw Moss God I te- the first Temples I think it was alright I'm maybe wrong anyway but yeah re- you know like that's really good, you know really um, they, they laid out that kind of plan of you know like real long oppressive doom way before um, the kind of the vast kind of flood of this music came along um so and this kind of goes along with that so for you know to list their influences you know to say like corrupted or um like grief or anyone like that and it's a bit of, i got at the start as well like yeah. specifically right at the start i think i noticed that and you know that's there but to be honest if if you've got members of goat's blood and moss in there then you you know it's not more of the same. It, it well it is yeah. But, you, know, <laughs> you know you know what to expect really yeah yeah and it, it doesn't throw any sort of surprises at you but it's no. just very well done. I think it's, that's the it point. is and it's you know if you want if you're pining for those bands if you're kind of still into those and we probably still all are then here you go. Yeah, I mean I I still think that I hate God are one of the most underrated um, metal bands in the last. 20 years they're fantastic but under yeah definitely really? yeah i mean they get meant the thing is i think i feel like they get mentioned a lot and i feel like people f- throw out that name without really oh, even like on a problem. wider metal status right yeah yeah i mean not a lot better not than specifically within our doom scene no not at okay. all i mean there's bands that have literally lifted their sound so but i feel i feel like um any sludge band in the uk that gets um you know, any sort of fuzz pedal says yeah. that they're influenced by I Hate, I Hate God, but they don't actually sound like them. Because mm. I feel like I Hate God have got a very punk um, aesthetic under them. And yeah. like, um, it's fast. It's not actually that slow. Like mm. People always associate them with doom and like sludge, sl- slow, sludgy doom and they, that New Orleans sound. But most of their songs are really fast. Most of their songs are just like breakneck and like heavy. So... Mm. You know, um, I feel like they're a mis- misinterpreted band. Maybe that's probably what I'm getting at. They're, <laughs> yeah, um, they're, they're lumped in with a lot of slow stuff, and they're not slow at all. They're, mm. they're, they've got more kind of snot to them than a lot of punk bands, to be honest. So, yeah, that's that's my own personal grudge, though. That I'll um, I'll take to the grave, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they're one of my favourite bands in terms of metal. They're, they're absolutely brilliant, mm. dope sick. Perfect. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that was one of the first. Yeah. You know, anyway, we're talking. We're talking about Nightfucker. We should. We should um, really uh, concentrate on um, on how good this band are. So, <laughs> not getting into an I hate God uh, reverie. Yeah. Um, yes. And, uh, sentient ruin as well. So yes. I'll try and get yeah, labels in as much yeah, because you know one of my favourite labels I've talked about before. So we won't cut too much too much yeah, into yeah. it. Um, check everything out they do. You know, follow them on Bandcamp. You know, follow them on Facebook. Listen yeah. to everything they put out because they've got like one of the best ears in uh, for a label in, in in the world. Yeah, definitely. So this um, this record is actually out on the twelfth of July. So by the time this goes out, it'll be out to buy. Um, yeah, you can get this from uh, sentientroom.bandcamp.com. 
Um, and this is off an album simply called Nightfucker by Nightfucker. Uh, and this is Addiction Sentence.
So um, we're going to talk about a compilation next. Um, these don't happen very often anymore because obviously the, the death of the CD and uh, and everything. But like digital compilations are quite common these days, and um, you know they're, they're obviously like some of them are for charities, some of them are for other reasons. Um, we've come across this amazing one this week. Um, well, last week called uh, Black. Well, it's a it's an organisation called Black Flags Over Brooklyn, and um, frankly, this is amazing. So it's called uh, Riffs for Reproductive Rights, and it's a 33 song compilation of some of the most amazing bands going around at the moment. So Vile Creature are in there. We've we've played them a lot on the podcast and we've talked about them a lot. Uh, Thou are on it, Svalbard, um, bands like Jucifer, um, just just really interesting stuff, um, Closet Witch, and, and a load of stuff that I've not heard of. So it's, it's an amazing compilation and it's kind of, some of the songs are very long, like some of the, like, reach like 15, 20 minutes. But, it's actually brilliant. I mean, there's there's black metal on there. There's Dawn Raider on there, uh, like a song that they recorded from Roadburn. There's a folk song on there. Um, there's some really strange kind of out there demo bits. And we're going to play a song um, by a band I've never heard before. And this is why I loved listening to this, because, you know, there's quite sort of familiar bands on here. But uh, this band's called Terminal Nation, and we're going to play a song called Poder Absoluto, which means absolute power. And... I, I just think it's a fantastic compilation. It's it's all for um, uh, sort of supporting um, uh, abortion rights and um, reproductive justice in America, and um, there's um, there's a lot of um, kind of reversals of um, quite punitive laws um, that are going on at the moment or, or are about to be sort of uh, made law again, and uh, these these ones are just saying, well, no. Um, frankly like let's stand in the way which is fantastic and this is I think it's just a five dollar uh, donation you have to make um, and it's already uh, surpassed ten thousand dollars it might be more by now to be honest because it's had that much um, press um, but yeah I thought this was brilliant I mean the, the song I've picked doesn't really matter does it Pete but I mean <laughs> there's so many good bands on here you could yeah just... I think um, you know let's get to the you know let's get to the band in a bit uh oh let's get them out of the way I, I don't know i don't mean that in, in any way the the whole kind of black flags thing the whole um you know bands like vile creature dawn raid you know which we should be proud of uh from the uk because you know and, and svalbard are on there as well so yeah. i'm really proud of the fact that we've got representation on that i'm proud that dawn raid are creating actually great black metal with its left-wing stance um and you know the the whole uh, black things uh, black flags thing is from Kim Kelly, who basically, even before this, was uh, like in my opinion the the, the best kind of uh, journalist for black metal in the in the world. Anyway, you know the one you will read everything uh, they do. The one who kind of puts that you know it's not just you know puts a personal stance on it. Puts a you know gives that understanding beyond just a you know just a pure musical stance which you know we're all guilty of i write reviews and they're, they're terrible and but you get the the life and the feel out of a review that kim kelly does and yeah and and now she's creating this um political uh you know to kind of making sure that extreme metal isn't you know out from the outside but extreme metal seen as this kind of almost right-wing thing my experience is a complete opposite it's either non-political 
or it's, it's this most inclusive thing I've ever seen, which to me, therefore, if you're going to be inclusive, therefore, it's a left-wing thing. And and she writes about that in such a great way and uh, challenges people who don't go against that. There was a whole kind of like Kana thing versus, oh, yeah. uh, you know, all that crap that went on years ago. And, you know, and I'm all, you know, this brilliant. It's not just sort of like on the defensive. You feel like you're on the defensive if you're into mental sometimes, particularly if you're into blackmail. You're defensive, like, no, no, it's not this, it's not this. We're not church burners, blah, blah, blah. But actually, let's get on the front foot, put out festivals, put out things, put out like this compilation, you know? Yeah, I'm, Which, I'm, I'm immensely proud of yeah, what it's not, doing. It's, it's not on the defensive and therefore, you know, like where you're kind of just pushing against losing ground against your argument. It's actually on the front foot. Fuck you. This is, you know, it's our music. It's not, you know, like this is our music and therefore we're going to do this. And, you know, like it feels weird that we should even have to say that you know, like abortion rights are even a thing that we should have to fight for. But, yeah, you know, and, and we can be smug, not, not smug, but we can, you know, we can say, well, America, we're jumping all this. But, you know, we're not in the brilliantest position politically in our country either right now. What the, you know, how weird is it? It's, you know, 2019 and we're yeah. talking about... It's like we're going backwards in some ways. What, yeah. what the fuck's going on? I mean, at least, you know, you look at Ireland, even Northern Ireland in the last few days has moved towards abortion rights. I mean, you know, like, that's natural. We, you know, it's the natural evolution of human beings and away from a uh, religious state and all that type of thing. It's great and it's brilliant. I mean, it's way overdue. Yet, how are there these retractions from that? It's, it's mind-blowing. Yeah. So anything you can do for this is, you know, and it, you know this is perfect. It's brilliant. It's, and... You know, you've got to give all credit to every single band that's on this and the people who are organised and everything like that. Yeah, and we have to we have to sort of um, probably say there's quite a few UK bands on there. So we've already mentioned Svalbard, we've already mentioned um, Dawn Raid, but uh, Under Darker on there as well. Um, oh. And um, I'm just trying to check if there's any more. There's, we've got to sort of make this very clear because um, it's not just, um, you know, it's it's sort of showing solidarity across the nation. You know, yeah. it's amazing. I know. Just quick look. There's Violet Cold who are from Azerbaijan. You know, yeah. it's a national international thing. You know, the world has evolved. Why the fuck are, are people? <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it blows my mind that people are finding. Um, you know, whether it's Farage or Trump or whatever, finding pockets of things which actually want to retract from that, and it. it you know, I still think we will evolve and we will, you know, emotionally and intelligence-wise, there will always be pockets that, you know, like drag people back, you know, just 50 years at a time. But fuck them, you know, like, with, you know, resist and, you know, play music and the art is the best way to, to resist that. So, yeah, fuck them. And then this, this is brilliant. And, um, I, you know, I've listened to all of this and, I'm really glad you picked out this one. If we, <laughs> yeah. Can we go into? I'll, I'll go into song now. Sorry. Yeah, it's uh, okay. I mean, um, obviously, this is this is a sort of it's a passionate subject for a lot of people. So I think kind of what you've what you said is um, it's going to yeah. be sort of like resonate. But it like, shouldn't be. It's fucking common sense. <laughs> I know. I know. Right. <laughs> but we know. You know. Um, I don't know. The, the 
yeah, let's go into the music. Yeah. Two Mile Nation. I didn't know anything about them till, till this. Um, and, you know, and then the song after it is Thou, because it's all in alphabetical order. And I, yeah. you know, I adore that. The song before them, Svalbard, who Absolutely we know and that, love. That Thou cover is fantastic. So it's a, yeah. lead, a lead belly cover, and it's like a very sort of spooky kind of um, folk song. So that's worth just listening to alone. But, I mean, yeah, this, this Poder Absoluto just, like, stood out to me. It's like a complete kind of crusty angry kind of song i mean a lot of them are on here a lot of them mm. are, are very sort of like raw and you know i think the fact that you've got demos on here and yeah you know just it's trying to get they're, they're songs which you know people who are into his bonds don't necessarily have already um and i love that you know it, it, it's got to appeal it's like five dollars it's four quid yeah. Um, uh, Terminal Nation, right? Let's get into it because because actually really enjoyed this. I've, I've listened to it twice because yeah. that's how much uh, advanced warning I got. Well, no, no, that's not fair. I've listened to it once when I listed the whole compilation once when you tell me. Um, it's really good and actually got me listening to the rest of the band. And I, I, I feel like, you know, I've got like on a list of, uh, I've got, a little notepad thing on my laptop of bands I need to list tomorrow off and I've added them to it. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. they're really, really good. Really, really... What You said something before. Who do you remind you of? I, I, well, I, I know it's, like, pretty obvious, but, like, Sepultura. Just, like, yes. early Sepultura. Like, that kind of, <laughs> yeah. like, chuggy sort of... I don't know, just, just very basic, punky, mm. straight anger kind of stuff going on. So that's why... I, this one stood out to me. I mean, among... this. And like so many amazing songs on this that I can't mm. really kind of we can't do it justice. You just need to go and, and listen to it. So I, f I feel like you you need to just absorb this one. So it's black flags black flags over Brooklyn dot bandcamp dot com, um, and yeah, I urge everyone to pay that five dollars just to help them with this cause because it's amazing and all these bands have done such a great thing. So yeah, this is um, Terminal Nation and it's called Poder Absoluto. Poder Absoluto.
So this next one is uh, a band called Wishfield. Um, and yeah, you've picked this one, Pete. So it's it's quite um, out there, isn't it? It's quite sort of... I can't really kind of narrow this down as to what it sounds like. It's got a lot going on. It's got like really interesting vocals, really trippy guitar. Very odd, but very good. Yeah, and we got sent this for review. Um, I'm, I'm not quite sure I'll ever review because I'm, I, I don't have the reference points to to really give yeah. it justice. Um, <laughs> put it. But loved it. And I loved the whole album. I honestly like, recommend anybody listeners and anybody who enjoys the track to, to check them out because, the, you know, I'm not big on black gaze, as it's called, you know, the whole kind of mixture of, um, you know, the death heaven, uh, whatever. And it's got both elements of that. It's got, uh, you know, it's got the black metal, you know, screech in it, and but it's got, you know, and then the, um, the indie vibe of the 90s. Yeah, definitely. but it's but but it's not in the same way as a lot of those black case bands are around now. It, it, it's both, you know, they're both separated within the same songs, as you'll hear from this song, but also quite nicely merged. It reminds me of uh, do you remember the band Dreadnought? Yeah, I mean they're still around. They put out an amazing album this year. They don't sound like them at all, but the sound it, it reminds me of how they. Of how out of weird kind of um, slow and awkward and weird music, these almost not fierce but kind of obtuse black metal vocals, uh, you know, screeched vocals, can change a track like you know the parameters of it and can change how you feel with it, um, and and whole albums like that really, you know, really interesting. I mean, it's it's kind of name your price on Bandcamp. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and just really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's got a really arty cover. They've got this vaguely black metal um, logo, and it from out of nowhere. And it's not my type of thing, and loved it. Yeah, I think it kind of it, it set me guessing as to what it was actually going to do next. Like I couldn't kind of place yeah. where it might go, which is to me like the hallmark of a really good record. And I absolutely love the artwork. It's kind of a very sort of um, almost like a Monet kind of, yeah. um, you know, shimmering color and and reflection and stuff. Really cool. Um, not sure about the name, but you know that's by the no. way. Um, so I, all I can think of is Wigfield and and the nineties. But uh, yeah, this is this is fantastic. So I think we're going to play the opening track off this. Um, it's called Something. Literally, it's called Something, um, and it's off an album by Wishfield called Wishfield and it's out um, it's been out for a few months actually so yeah go and get it
so we're in, entering a um a, a very sort of i mean for for what night we're recording this it's it's an incredibly warm night in the uk um this to me is kind of like a very wintry sound um black metal i always kind of associate with winter M- might be a mortal's fault i'm not sure yes. blizzard beasts and all that stuff <laughs> you know um, black uh, dark throne with you know transylvanian hunger and all that stuff um but yeah um we're going to talk about a band called mismore who um are sort of like they're sort of like um, an industry favorite aren't they but this this is fantastic it's kind of uh, it's off the new album can um and we're going to be playing a song called Desert of Absurdity. Um, we've just noticed that it's the same artist who's done the artwork on this uh, that did Mirror Reaper. So, um, yeah, if anyone's familiar with um, Bellwitch, um, then you'll know that the image we're talking about, Mirror Reaper, was sort of a very um, haunting kind of image. And it's kind of been um, sort of almost zoomed out and replicated here. There's, there's a sort of hooded figure holding like a pyramid and there's a, a single human figure just observing it. and it kind of just adds to the music it's it's this kind of very haunting um unsettling black metal so is that why you picked it pete i presume it is no it, well you know it's one of many reasons i like mismo i like them from the last album and i, I recently you know when i, I realized they put new stuff out i didn't quite realize how long they, uh, they've been around uh, it's a one-man uh, black metal band from Portland, I think. Yeah. Um, uh, it's, you know, and I think there's an album called Yod, Y O D H. God knows how you say it. And uh, the Mi- Mismo uh, names never spell as you think it is. It's got these weird, uh, not weird, but kind of you know symbols instead, which adds this kind of mysterious thing uh, that they're going on. But. You can't deny how cool, you know, how cool, how, how, <laughs> how, how, how dare you. Uh, I, do, I love it, yeah. you know, I really do love their music. And um, fuck it, if it's cool, I, I don't care. Um, <laughs> that's my my feeling towards it. Um, I, I really enjoy it. Like, a list of this, it's a pre-release of their album. And it sounds as... You know, as I want, kind of black metal doom. They are kind of halfway between black metal and doom, and therefore that's what I want this sound to sound like. It sounds, you know, full of verve and energy, and um, you know, like on on edge. Yeah. And it, yeah. and that you know, it's got to sound alive, mm-hmm. and it does, and therefore. You've got, you know, these are the bands you want to kind of, you want out there. I mean, you want to be pulling these sounds together, yet also pushing them, you know, pushing them to their extreme. Yeah, so, it's like leading the charge for this kind of. Yes, yeah, genre. yeah. So, yeah. I don't give a shit, you know, like, yeah, fucking go for it. And then that's <laughs> they're, they're a great band, yeah. They're a really good band, and this is the only track available. I think this is going to be one of you know one potentially if this, if this is replicated across the rest of the album, yeah. then that'll be it. That'll be one of the albums I've, of the year. I've got a feeling I, I, they've said that this is going to be um, sixty minutes for four tracks, and that this track we're going to play is about ten minutes. So right. I feel like yeah, that the, they're only going to add to this sound, and I, I feel like if they keep up the pace that this sets, then yeah, like, I agree. It might might just be one of the albums of the year that we might come yeah. back to sort of December time. This is Desert of Absurdity, and it's off Cairn. 
end this week on a bit of an unusual tip but it's going to be a bit of a dummy kind of trip um, so I don't know what people would expect from uh, a project that sort of brings together Justin Broderick from Godflesh and Yezu and The Bug but here we are um, I mean I, I don't know what you thought of this one Pete but I I saw this about two years ago at Supersonic and they headlined the Saturday night I think which is like the kind of the middle of a, a very intense weekend and it was just like a big warehouse full of fog, which is un- isn't unusual for Supersonic, to be honest. But um, the sheer bass tones that they were getting out of whatever they were using was just incredible. And I think that it's kind of replicated. And I, I wanted to pick this track in particular because it's got that droney like, bounce to it that 
I think it's kind of it, it kind of sums up what the bugs sound like quite a lot of the time. But I think Justin Broderick's put a bit of maybe his final like droney stuff to it. What did you make of it? Because I know it's not kind of your your wheelhouse, like, as it were. Hammer, no, no, it's cool. I like it. I like, you know, you, it gets you basically, you know, music. That's kind of like this. I can, if I can shut off and shut my eyes to and close off the outside world to, then I can understand. And I had that, you know, I had that from from you submitting this. Yeah. I think, you know, it's interesting. I'd quite, you know, I'd like to ask you a question about Supersonic then. And if you saw, you know, this collaboration or if you saw the Bog and Broderick and that type of thing, then how was that? How was, you know, like, what was that as a, an experience? Um, it was kind of, it felt like being in um, kind of like a, a club rather than a gig. Like yeah. people wandering around and kind of, it, it, no one was kind of stood in front of the stage watching it. It was kind of like people were just in their own little worlds absorbing it. Mm. It's quite a cerebral sound. It's quite kind of mm. goes straight into your skull. It kind of vibrates your whole body. It's a bit like watching Sun, um, but with uh, yeah. more electronics, really. Um, okay. I mean, I've I've seen Justin Broderick do his. Um, he he does like a drone project called Final, um, mm. and I think he's only released like one or two CDs like over the years, but. Um, I remember watching him do that before an ISIS gig in the Co- in Coco in Camden, and the whole um, the whole building was just shaking. And a lot of people were saying, "Is this Justin Broderick? Is Justin Broderick playing right now?" Mm. And I was like, "Yeah, this is literally what final is. It's like it's just a, a like a hum. It's like a really yeah. loud hum." Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's kind of like when me and you saw um, Sun, you know, at Temples, and it was just like. We were wandering around just <laughs> yeah. like looking at people because people yeah. were having so many different reactions to it. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I love about this. And um, I, I I thought, for some reason, I thought they were playing Supersonic again this year. I'd have loved to see it again. But um, no, uh, you, uh, The Bug are playing and right. um, Godflesh are playing, but they're not playing yeah. together, sadly. But, ah, okay, you know, so. the, bug, the Bug might encompass uh, a bit of Justin Broderick, but apparently uh, it's with more Mother this time. So... Right, um, that'll be amazing anyway. But uh, yeah, the yeah, book I mean, is always yeah. interested to watch. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I, I suppose it might be worth, since we're at the end of the podcast, um, saying a word about Supersonic. You know, like it's not my thing necessarily. I, I have attended, and it was an an emotional experience, which I will always remember. But I think for you, I think it, it, it is an amazing festival. Yeah, I mean, I've I've been going for years and years, and I I bore everyone by saying they should come to it. I think I've actually convinced a few of my friends who probably haven't been before, and probably I don't know what they'll, they'll sort of make. But I've taken people there who haven't enjoyed it, and that's fine. Mm. Um, but it's for me, it's like one of those ones where you kind of go and you know a few bands, um, you try and catch them, and then you just mm. stumble across the most amazing things in the meantime. Yeah. I mean, I think the sheer breadth of the Festival's pretty amazing. Like, on one hand, you can be watching kind of post-metal, like, I mean, Neurosis are playing this year, Neurosis is headlining on the Friday, which I presume a lot of people will have got, like, day tickets for. But the rest of the weekend is really worth sticking around for because you've got, you know, electronic music. You've got kind of... I mean, this this is kind of just a, a snapshot of maybe last year or the year before. So, Grey Hairs playing in the middle of the afternoon, followed by um, just really weird electronica, 
and um, people playing like dub, and then you know, um, followed by you know Zonal playing God knows what, uh, Zoo, um, and then it can just be someone playing guitar. It can just be someone playing a folk a folk set, um, really odd elemental folk maybe, but you know every 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 turn is is a new sound, and I think that's what's really interesting. They really immerse you in the music. It's a real music lovers festival, definitely. Yeah, and uh, you know, just to bring about background to uh, Zonal and Broderick and all that, you know, that it's in the you know from having gone once, it's in you know the industrial you know heartland of Birmingham. It's by the Bullring, but it's still you know it's away from it, and it's still you know the, it's it, is it still a custard factory? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, they, right? they seem to change yeah. the layout. Yeah, so it's a it's, bit, it's, yeah. But it's, um, yeah. But it, but it's still nearby. Therefore, it represents that kind of you know, the history of Birmingham is a, is you know the home of metal. I just did fucking uh, speech marks with my fingers, sadly. Um, and but also you know like the home of metal, you know in Birmingham, you know that means one thing to the history of metal, but to the people who are into metal, it means napalm death. It means god flesh. It means you know it it, it, it there's still a hell of a lot there, and that's where. You know, Bodrick's central to all yeah, of that. Definitely. Um, so, to me, when you go to, um, you know, when you go to Supersonic, when you go to Birmingham, that's it's still there. You know, that's still there. And like, obviously, his, you know, the music of Jezu and, you know, post Godflesh. And Godflesh is still industrial, but, you know, like Jezu and uh, JK Flesh and Final and Zonal now are all kind of like, you know, he's, he's evolved that music and it fits kind of supersonic perfectly and it, it, it's an evolution. Absolutely, and they, um, they've actually encouraged that home of metal thing. I think they've actually done like an exhibition um, for the last few years as well, like in tandem with the, the festival. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I think um, the, the sort of capsule who put on these shows and, and put on supersonic um I'm amazed that they're still going like uh, and doing so well. Um, yeah, we've always supported them at Nine Hertz, and I, I, you know that can only continue. Really, one of the best festivals in the UK. Cool. Well, we're we're gonna uh, end with this. So, so it's actually out on Relapse, I think. Um, this one. So, um, you can get this at zonal.bandcamp.com for actually pay what you want at the moment, which is amazing for a brand new album. It's only been released last week. Um, so yeah, zonal.bandcamp.com where you can find it on Relapse. Um, we're going to tr- uh, try and play the second song uh, off this sort of like uh, digital release uh, called No Version. <laughs> <laughs> 